You think helping people is a good thing? Yeah. Generally, right? Generally, yeah. Like I, 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 I think it's non-controversial to say that helping people <laughs> is good. Yeah, I think it's a it's a pretty basic like human understanding of uh, doing things for others is a good thing, right? Yeah. See, but the problem is that I think when it comes to people like Mr. Beast, because mm. he's been in the he's been in the news recently. He just a recently bit of controversy. Helped, he helped like a thousand people uh, get some surgery that they needed or some procedure that mm. helped them see they were blind previously and now they're not, or however it works. I'm not sure the specifics. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. But like. Undeniably cool thing, right? Yeah, like it's a un- good thing he did. Undeniably, it's a it's a generally a good thing to get people things that uh, help them live life better. Exactly, right? And that should be accessible to people. But that's yeah. just the thing, is that within our healthcare system in the United States, you only get to have that kind of life altering surgery if some YouTuber fucking does it for or you, if you can afford it, or if you Which can afford is like, it. Of course, it's like the big because like the 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 controversy that Mr. Beast found himself in this was like last week right yeah the controversy that Mr. Beast found himself in is people were like criticizing the video I think it was called like curing 100 1000 people's blindness yeah yeah or whatever and it's like I think Mr. Beast and Mr. Beast supporters just couldn't see what the criticism was and I think they took it as a personal attack on like them and like Jimmy as people who support Mr. Beast and Mr. Beast himself mm-hmm. because people are saying things like I mean like yeah, it's cool that he cured a thousand people's blindness, but isn't the real issue here that a thousand people were blind when they didn't need to be in the first place? Right. Like seeing is like something that's pretty necessary to function. I would say so. Pretty pretty good thing. Pretty core to the human experience, I would yeah. think. Yeah. One of the five senses. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. It's just like I think the the critique that a lot of people are missing, or at least people that aren't on the left are missing. Cause because people have been taking it, like you said, as an attack on Mr. Beast video. Yeah, like he's taking it, it personally. Isn't. And to say that him having to do that is indicative of a systemic problem isn't the same thing as saying he shouldn't have done it or him doing it's a bad thing or yeah. anything like that. It's just to say that within the United States, because healthcare is privatized and treated as a commodity to be bought and sold for the point of mm-hmm. profit, there are tons of people that will never have access to that kind of life altering service. That they otherwise should have access to. Because, again, seeing is core to the human experience. Yeah. And if we have the procedures, if we have the technology necessary to cure something like blindness, then everyone should absolutely have access to it. But they don't. And the reason people are critiquing Mr. Beast video is because, like, yeah, what he did is good. He's helping a thousand people. That's super cool. But what about the hundreds of thousands of people that never will have access to this because they won't have a YouTuber come knock on the door and ask them to participate? Yeah, they didn't just get lucky. Right, it shouldn't. It shouldn't be up to one fucking dude to change people's lives like this. Being when we able, have what we need to do, it having access to one of the five senses, yeah, shouldn't be like a lottery. Mm-hmm. And that's like that's like the baseline issue with regards to Mr. Beast in general. But then you expand it, and you see that Mr. Beast and like all the issues that come with him are just an extension of the issues with charity in mm-hmm. capitalism. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and then there's the whole critique of like kindness content. Like right. content where you see influencers going around like, yeah, I just filmed me giving this homeless guy $20. Right. I hope he doesn't spend it on drugs. Well, and, and that's the thing is that that's that's the problem with a lot of Mr. Beast's other content is that it yeah. does come across as like, you're poor, dance for us on camera. Because like, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of yeah. what it is. And it's like, sure, it's a cool thing when someone can win one of his competitions and, you know, get $10,000 or whatever. It's like a game show kind of thing where he literally did a game show like with the Squid Game mm-hmm. remake. Which or, had its own like. Most of like, yeah, you're kind of missing the point here. And that, yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then there's there's other stuff he's done for people that has been really cool. But that is that that's part of the issue is that 
going even deeper within capitalism, these kinds of stories obfuscate the larger structural issues Mm -hmm. because then when you see someone as big as Mr. Beast who has tens of millions of subscribers on YouTube, who gets millions of views on all of his videos, when you see him do something nice, you think, oh, well then other problems that exist within the system will be solved by people like him doing altruistic and good things. When Mm -hmm. in reality, our system that we have right now, our economic system isn't equipped to handle any of these problems. And he's barely scratching the surface. And videos like these or stories like these high the true coercion within the system as a whole and that's i think the critique that a lot of people on the left have that people just don't really seem to understand like yeah doing things individually is good but we're not talking about individual behavior here we're talking about a system that treats people as modes of profit yeah because like don't get me wrong right like if i was ever in like a walmart and mr beast came up to me and gave me ten thousand dollars i'd absolutely dance oh yeah i would absolutely dance for the money but i shouldn't have to no exactly (laughs) or at the very least i should be in a position where dancing isn't like embarrassing for the money and i'm just getting like an extra ten thousand dollars and i don't need to put that ten thousand dollars towards the bills yeah no exactly it's just uh it's not great and i don't i don't really understand how people don't see that other other than people that are like willfully misunderstanding because there there are those right wingers that try to misunderstand or just won't make really any attempt to engage with you in good faith but there's a lot of people that just don't really seem to get it oh for sure i don't really know why because we know everyone knows that the healthcare system fucking sucks in this country everyone knows i I just i don't think they can make that jump to critiquing like the system as a whole yeah like there's something like there's something they just don't got Mm-hmm. Like in their head, like they're they haven't been primed to be able to make that critique because it's hard to just like jump there out of yeah. nowhere, right? And I think it's especially egregious with like the the I'm giving homeless people money content because th- that right. shit is so wild and it's just weird. so in your face, like borderline wrong to me, right? Yeah, because you are ju- you are just exploiting this person's bad position to make you look and, good. And the issue with Mr. Yeah. Beast too, it's like he's giving these people money just to make more money too. Yeah, it's kind of like it's like. It's not disingenuous, but it like feels that way. Mm-hmm. And then he gets put, he gets positioned as this like savior in society. Right. And I think that's where you get a lot of people that are coming like really hard at him mm-hmm. is because of the position that he's put, the pedestal he's put himself on. Right. And it's like, yeah, it kind of comes with the territory. And then he bitches about it. And then his fans get mad. And then it's like, it pushes people away from what the actual discourse should be. Yeah. Which is that, like, charity isn't going to solve our problems. Yeah. Like, we can't rely on individual wealthy people to provide certain services or surgeries or, I guess, competitions to give people money. Like, that's not what's going to dig us out of this hole. Mm-hmm. It's got to be some form of collective planning or, I don't know, just just a new political program that includes providing resources for everybody. But, like, people like Mr. Beast aren't going to do that. Yeah. And I think his kind of behavior or just what he does, like, his kind of content hides the fact that things, uh, the problems that we face are much deeper, much more structural. And like you said, I guess people just don't know how to get there. No, literally. They can't make that and inference. it's crazy because, like, even people, like, our age, like, don't get it. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I hear a lot of people, like, it's mainly, like, in our TikTok comments talking about, like, oh, my God, Gen Z, like, I have so much hope for Gen Z. Don't. Yeah. Don't have so much hope <laughs> for Gen Z. I'm going to get back in my bag where I start ranting about uh, my girlfriend's classmates. Nice. Right? Because she's always telling me stories. She's in this one, this one class. She has a project where it's, like, a leadership class where you have to, like, do something that's going to help the community in Grand Rapids. Yeah. And she's telling me that the the ideas, the people were shooting around in their class were just fucking wild. One of the group's ideas was just, let's go give socks to homeless people. Oh, my God. Like, brother, like, yeah, they need socks. Uh-huh. But, like, you're not you're not working at anything here. Right. You're, you're, you're not getting anywhere here. And what really pissed me off, because, like, that's fine. That's fine and well and good. Like, yeah, you should give socks to homeless people. They, they deserve clothes that are warm, especially here in Michigan in mm-hmm. the cold. Right. 
but what really pissed me off, it's kind of like tangentially related. Uh, my girlfriend's mom teaches at a low income school. So she's like more versed in issues that come with that. And her idea was, hey, let's do a fundraiser to get rid of lunch debt at a low-income school in Grand Rapids. Yeah, that's like a big thing. A good idea. Great something idea. that's going to help families financially right. because when you have lunch debt, you can't fucking eat. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And one of the motherfuckers in her group, you know what he said to that? What did he say? He said, well, I think we should do it in like a regular school because kids in low-income schools, that uh, if they're at a low-income school, they get free lunch if they need it. <laughs> brother, brother, are, are you wow. dumb? Are you fucking stupid? Wow. Like, I just, like, I'm so jealous that she interacts with them and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you go in? Because I want to go in. Damn. Because it makes me so fucking frustrated when she tells these stories. And Because his idea was, yeah, let's do the same thing, but for, like, a well-off school. Yeah, like a middle-class school. Yeah, because they're the ones that need, like, there are kids at those schools for that sure. have lunch that, that do need it. But, like, you, you, your idea is that the kids in the low-income schools, they all get free lunch anyway. Yeah, when they don't, clearly. Let's help out the middle-class kids. Well, because if if they did get free lunch, there wouldn't be lunch debt. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Come on now. I thought you were going to be like, he says like, oh, well, that's socialism. We can't. No, no. I mean, it's like almost there, though. Yeah, it's like adjacent there. to that take, but golly. Man, I guess people just, they, I mean, I, we can't really blame individuals because I don't think anyone's really taught necessarily to think of structural changes as a thing that they can do we're not at least we when collaborating yeah. yeah so people think like and again it's like a good thing to give socks to homeless people it is and it's like you're not going to make but structural changes in a three credit college class this is true this is true. you're gonna do something that's like like a small help mm -hmm. right but some of these helps are better than others yeah and some of these ideas are a lot uh aren't as great as you're pointing them out to be yeah, but I mean, like setting up a kind of system or like a, I guess, a voluntary program where people can like try to help out to uh, get rid of lunch debt is like a, a more structural. Yeah, a more structural solution to a something big that's like but. exactly, exactly. Because another, oh, that's right. The other issue, the group that was talking about socks for the homeless people, were also debating on whether or not it was safe to do so. Safe? Yeah. Oh my God! What? Yeah, whether or not it was safe to go up to homeless people to give them socks. Wow, yeah. that's fun. Like these are the people we're dealing with, bro. Like the the, wow. the Seedman College of Business. <laughs> your like, your graduates aren't looking too hot. Once you hit a certain level of wealth, like low amount of wealth, people just stop seeing you as human. It's Literally crazy. It's fucking ridiculous. Yikes. Well, um. Anyways, uh, Mr. Beast, questionable morality, Mr. Beast. But um, bigger problems to deal with. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Roll the intro. Welcome back to Head in the Office, everybody. I got to issue a quick apology. Oh. Uh, because our, our last episode released on February 1st, right? First day oh, of like History Month. We, we were not planning on that. We, <laughs> we, we, we realized after. So, okay, it's been a rough semester, right? We're, we're more than a month in at this point. Uh, and I was thinking, we were thinking, you know, we're talking about a, a, an episode full of racism because that was what was the news. Yeah. So racism extravaganza, haha, ha, funny. Uh, it's absurd. Apt right? title. Didn't realize Ends first day of Black History Month. Way too apt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's doing well, so it must be doing something. Right? Yeah, exactly. Come on, come on. It's all about the clicks. Before we get into the episode, I'll remind you all to check out the Patreon, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Discord. Everything's in the description. Go and become a patron. Get early access to episodes. 
You can listen to us whenever you want before Wednesday. That'd exactly. be crazy. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Exactly. Uh, you'll actually be like in the loop when it comes to the news, and you won't be listening on Wednesday. It's like, hold up, didn't something just insane, groundbreakingly crazy happen? Exactly. You between be Sunday and Wednesday that they didn't cover. Exactly. Yeah, something probably did happen. And then you won't have to wait until the next Wednesday to find out what happened. Exactly. Thank God the balloon got shot down on Saturday. Oh my God! Uh, but I know. we'll get to that later. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of topics that we got to cover, <laughs> we got to cover uh, a little bit of Trump going crazy uh doing an anti-trans rant on true social yeah that was an interesting thing to watch got some congress news some committee news more specifically Fun. uh the world war three balloon of course as That's you right. mentioned and uh some extras at the end that we'll talk about little eensy bits of news exactly as we always do really you know how it goes around here but before we get into that we gotta talk about our five-star reviews absolutely if you all want your five-star review read i will implore you to go to apple podcast and leave us one Please. that helps us in the algorithm there or i guess if you can't get to apple Apple Podcast, you don't have an Apple product, whatever it may be. You could DM it to us. You could. We'll accept that. feel good. We'll read it on the show just the same. But just know that um, we value the Apple reviews a bit more. Just know that I'm trying to get on new and noteworthy. I know mm-hmm. we're not new, but we're we're noteworthy. God, God damn, damn it. it, we God are. God damn it, we are noteworthy. We're at almost 200 five-star reviews. What else do we need? No, for real, though. <laughs> like, like I look at other podcasts that I like, know by metrics have more viewers than us. Mm-hmm. They don't have the reviews we got. Nah. They don't got the dedicated fan base that we got. Our reviews to view ratio is something crazy. It's like that's 10%. A de- that's a dedicated fan right? base. That's yeah. Like, yeah, it's like 10%. So uh, we're popping off, <laughs> and Apple needs to notice us. This is big tech censorship. <laughs> anyway, gosh. our first five-star review here from Apple is the uh, is subject line, The Best Political Podcast by J.P. Maria. JP Maria says, love this podcast. They are so entertaining and make the craziness of our government actually make sense. All podcasts should be like this. It keeps me sane at my corporate America job where everyone thinks Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson are real journalists. That's crazy. Thank you for keeping me sane from central Illinois. Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity, that's crazy. That is crazy. Hannity, like, Hannity's the obscure one, too. Yeah. Like, he's not as obscure as Tucker Carlson, but Hannity's the radio guy. To think that they're doing journalism is wild. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I can understand how the layman thinks that Tucker Carlson is, but, like, Hannity, like, uh-huh. you're a Fox, you're dedicated. You're uh-huh. a dedicated fan if you're a fan of Hannity, and you are even further into it if you like Laura Ingram. Real. One, because the average Fox News viewer is a misogynist. True. So she must be making great points if they're into <laughs> it. Our next and final Apple review for today is from ja- Josh McIntosh. Subject line, this podcast never disappoints. They said, I've been a listener to this podcast for a couple of months now, and I know I owe y'all a five-star review, uh, five-star rating and review, and here it is. Note, it's long. Let's go. I came across your podcast through TikTok, and since I was hooked every, and since since then I was hooked. Oh my God, I can't fucking read today. Every week I look forward to receiving a new episode on my Up Next feed. As someone who tries to be informed with national and international politics, I find it so refreshing to know that other people around the same age as me are passionate about the current state of politics and how we should approach it through the lens that makes sense and not just our generation, but I appreciate you throwing international in there. That's right. We are a geopolitical podcast, as we will prove again today. Y'all call out the inconsistencies and ironies of politics in a witty, sarcastic, and yet lighthearted way. Always. Love it when y'all call out how disastrous the clown show, i.e. right-wing ideology and politics is, but also calling out neoliberal ideology and politicians who also aren't really helping to improve the country. I'm never not smiling. Sometimes I'm bursting out laughing while listening to your podcast on my commute to work because you both are just spitting facts and are comedically brilliant. Oh my gosh. It's as if I'm chilling with my friends and enjoying their conversation. I wish I had more conversations with my friends like that, and I hope so soon. Just make them. Real. Make Real foursome. Your takes and discussions help me to be a better thinker and articulate arguments that I have always been thinking about, but sometimes feel as though I can't fully get across. But now I'm more comfortable sharing my thoughts with others and giving them something to really think about. I'm so excited to see you both. 
and your podcast grow, and you deserve more recognition for the platform you're providing. That's what I'm saying. Let's go. When I can, I recommend your podcast to my peers and friends. Wishing y'all the best. I can't wait to listen to the next episode once it's out. Maybe I should be a Patreon member and get early access. Ooh. Josh from the great state of Connecticut. Maybe you should. You know, that's actually a good thing to think about. That's a really good thing to that's have on take. your mind. Josh, that's your best take so far. Yeah. <laughs> you, sh- you should be talking to your friends about that as well. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what I think. All right. Now, out of the Instagram reviews, yeah. you know, I'll pull them up uh, from all this, all this first. First, we got Ray. My review, because I'm a five-star reviewer on the best streaming service, Spotify. I, I agreed. I originally found you guys wow. last year in March on TikTok. With being in a hellhole state, Nebraska, it was really nice to have a podcast to make my walk between classes and college just a little better. While I might be a Wednesday weenie and that allows some news to slip by, wow. I still enjoy the comedy. And now guess that you guys bring five out of five stars. I'm going to start using Wednesday weenie. <laughs> I was about to say, Wednesday <laughs> listeners are Wednesday I'm going to have to start, just start whipping that one out. All right, <laughs> That's all right. a good one. Next, we got uh, oh. Jessica Kuka, hopefully. Hey, guys, new Spotify listener here. I left five stars over there, but I wanted to send a message, too. I've been slowly making my way through your back catalog, and every episode I've listened to has been a certified 10 out of 10 banger uh. that has made me piss myself laughing while at the same time teaching me a lot about the state of our country. You guys are doing the Lord's work, and I can't wait to see where the show goes. We'll see if you think that when you get like into the 2021 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll see if you still Crazy have approach. that same energy when you start to get to like the first couple episodes. Yeah. I feel like some of our best titles are back there, but uh, like Unholy Alliance, SCOTUS wants you to be homeless. I don't know. In context, racism extravaganza goes crazy. That, yeah, no, it first really day does. of Black History Month. That's um ballsy. Fun hit a lore fact. Every time I go to open up Google Docs on my phone and type in the on my computer and type in like the D to go write an essay for school, uh, the it like automatically opens up to SCOTUS wants you to be homeless. Episode eight show notes. D. Yeah, like when I type in D and it like autofills to fill in the Google Docs. So it, why would it do that one? I don't know. Oh. I don't like I could show you right now. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Look that's, at this. That's interesting. D. Oh fuck. Now it's D2L. Hold oh, on. he's just lying. My bad game. That's all it is. Docs. He's, he's just making Look at that. Episode eight shout that's out to bizarre. Scotus you to be homeless. Every single time. <laughs> that was, that was a long time. time ago now. That's what I'm over a year ago. Yeah. Ridiculous. Well. Next review from uh Sarah D. Oh, Sarah Daintel? I'm so sorry. Five-star pod. You know who you are. I, exactly. I'm a fairly new listener, and let's just say I'm already so excited to share this content with my friends and family and slowly mm. radicalize them all. On a side note, we all know Jeremy's doppelganger is Freddie Benson. Fun, fun fact about that, it, Freddie Benson, the Freddie Benson comments haven't been coming through in a while. Now people are calling him Skinny Nakato Avocado. I'm pissed about that one. <laughs> That's fucked up. That, 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 that one is vile. It's just the black hair. <laughs> That's Come what I'm on. saying. That's what I'm saying. But why is no one talking about how Gage gives worse. off a mature, college-educated McLovin vibe, a.k.a. Aww. Fulger from Super Bowl. Now that's crazy. Aww. We've gotten McLovin a few times for you. I bet this is a Wednesday weenie right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> IDK, maybe just me. All in all, yeah, it better be just you. All in all, I'm honored to call these progressive misaganders my neighbors, even though it might not be reciprocated. I'm from Wisconsin, SOS, keep up the great. Yeah, enjoy Ron Johnson there's, there. There's Nikado uh, Avocado, there's Freddie Benson, and there's one TikTok commenter who keeps calling me the bisexual Kyle Rittenhouse. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. I haven't seen that one. I think like they they're they're not commenting on every TikTok uh, video, but I feel like every TikTok video they comment on, they're commenting that. Oh, that's so. And good. recently that's they actually so they good. put one where they said like they resisted the urge to say bisexual Kyle Rittenhouse W and said something else, and they said that character <laughs> development. So if you listen to the show, you know if you if you cross over from TikTok to Apple or Spotify or whatever, um, just know I'm thinking about you. 
For real. And I think it's funny. I get a kick out of it. For real. Especially when you're not trying to use it as an insult and you're just saying Especially it. Especially in the sea of Freddie Benson's and Nicado Nicado Avocados. Because they like yeah. rotate. I've seen a resurgence in Freddie Benson. I, I've also like there's a couple videos that we always just get uh, shit on for having our socks out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't understand. Yeah, the last one that popped mm-hmm. off was like, Why do you guys have socks on? Oh, why don't you have shoes on? You want me to have the dogs out? Brother, you want me to track dirt into my home? That's what are crazy. You We're on a carpet about? right now. Me when I'm white. Absurd. I hate them. Absurd. Anyways, uh, our first little bit of news that I want to get into isn't something that I have a, a fully prepared section for. It's just a bit of news that I saw that I thought was particularly absurd. Okay. A little bit of uh, a little bit of beyond parody to start off the episode. So, okay. do you know what New College is in Florida? No. New College is one of the the first Florida colleges to open up. That's whole basis, whole shtick was being inclusive, right? Okay. They opened up quite a long time ago. I don't know. I think it was after the Civil War. They were supposed to be a place that was for people of marginalized groups to come to, especially like uh, marginalized sexual orientations, trans people, LGBTQ, oh, no, basically. Did Ron just blow it up? Basically. <laughs> so New College, for all of its history, has meant to be an inclusive college. That was its mission. That's what its board members wanted it to do. That's yeah. That's been its whole thing. It's not big by any means, but it's it's pretty- say, never heard of it. Pretty, I can't imagine it's causing any harm. Pretty notorious in Florida because- it's Florida, yeah, uh, deep south, um, and people are just generally not very accepting down there. So, new college has always been a thing, just in the culture. Okay, and recently, Ron DeSantis appointed some new board of trustees members, right? Because that's what governors do. Yeah, governors, unless the the board of trustees members are elected, governors will appoint them, and that's one of the powers as governor. And guess who Ron DeSantis appointed to new college? Is this someone I know? Yes, Jack Posobiec. Oh, almost. It's Christopher Rufo. Oh, my God. <laughs> Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah. What, what qualifications does he have? Isn't he just like a blogger? Yeah. <laughs> well, he, he's the he's Heritage Foundation guy, right? Either that or Cato Institute. One of the one two. Of They're them. both yeah. uh, right-wing think tanks. He's the dude that came up with the CRT controversy. Oh, so he's Heritage Foundation. Uh, yeah, I th- one of the two. I yep. don't remember. Because he's he, the guy with the tweet. He came, Yeah, he's the guy with the tweet. He came up with the critical race theory uh, controversy where he said, like, yeah, this is something we can put in the media to freak people he out. He quite literally started that culture war. Yes, yes. <laughs> and now he is uh, one of the board of trustees members of New College. He just was a part of the vote to fire their previous now former president, who was oh. like a member of the LGBTQ, I think. Oh. Uh, and they're just going to fucking demolish this. Like, it's going to be obliterated. Conservatives love to talk about meritocracy and then do shit like this. Yeah. That's, oh my God, this dude's an elevated blogger. Chris Chris Rufo has been getting closer and closer to Ron DeSantis. Uh, I guarantee he'll be a part of Ron DeSantis' presidential campaign in some way. He'll be like a staffer or just work on the campaign, advisor, whatever. Uh, Bro's wind his way up to the top. That's what I'm trying to do with this podcast. I'm trying to whine and whine and whine until I can get a real job that I'm not (laughs) qualified for. I thought it was a a nice follow-up from last week, though, because DeSantis was going on that tirade. You know, his his, uh, Department of Education was banning books. Yeah. They were saying no to that AP course on African-American studies. Going crazy in general. Yeah. Uh, And uh, now it's new college they're coming after. So some real state of the... I love that it's just them doing authoritarianism and nobody cares. Florida's been fucking popping off. I saw an article this week about... Remember mandatory penis inspections in Ohio? Mm -hmm. Uh, It looks like they're doing like mandatory coochie inspections, kind of. Ooh. There's a thing that's going up for like vote to be approved by like some state board on whether or not so currently in florida how it works for like uh like female physical exams to play sports Mm -hmm. is there are four or five optional questions on whether uh, related to your menstrual cycle they're all optional it's like have you had your period when was the last time you have a period do you have regular periods shit like that is that what happens now 
Yeah, but okay. it's like optional. Oh, federal okay. gu- so th- it's a weird story because some federal guidelines say that you should those should be mandatory, but like whatever. And Florida's now trying to take up a like take up a new policy that makes those questions mandatory. Uh, and people feel like it's going to be used just to get trans athletes out. I and think, that's also why I feel like that's going through. I, I think that's the only thing it would be used for. What other point does it serve? There there are some doctors that are saying that the act- it just makes sure that like female athletes are having regular menstrual cycles because female athletes are like two to three times more likely to have uh, improper periods. Well, like not, not a regular cycle. But like... I feel like they'd know that and they'd tell you. That's what I was thinking. Like if it's a if it's a health risk, I'm sure they'll go to their doctor. Yeah. Like I'm sure they'll notice like, hey, I only get my period like every three months. Seems very invasive. Yeah. For the state to enforce. It's that. like I understand that this one's kind of has somewhat of like actual reasoning behind it. Yeah. But coming out of Florida, I just don't trust it. Yeah. Like- <laughs> well, what's stopping you from just lying? Literally, yeah. Because you, you can just lie on the form, right? Like they're not, they can't test you. At least I, I hope not, right? Like they're not gonna <laughs> request, like give, make you give evidence. Like I don't know, I don't know how that would really work. So I think if you are, um, if you're subject to that, I think you're like morally required to lie. Your yeah. whole team. You I, I, read, I read like an AP article about it, like uh, the other week, because there's a lot of misinformation going yeah. around about it. And AP came in and kind of cleared the air. But I feel like it's like it's not one of the most egregious things to come out of Florida by like a country mile. Yeah. But, um, it is like something to keep a look a on, suspect. look out for cause yeah. it's Florida. It is Florida. Anyway, talking about, um, speaking uh, the, of trans the people, right hating trans people, yeah. trigger warning for that. Cause we're talking about Trump's rant that he went on. So to give some context, Trump is uh, out of nowhere. Trump has been on truth social, right? That's his yeah. platform. Uh, his platform of choice for now. Is at the anyone very least. else on Truth Social? I don't know, but bro posts because I had to scroll. That's what a I'm lot like. Who is he posting this. to? Um, I don't know. It's not like Truth Social is popular. Literally. Anyway, he's been posting. Um, obviously Trump has announced he's running for 2024 presidential campaign. Uh-huh. He announced that a couple of weeks ago. Um, and he has uh been posting a lot of his like campaign videos. It seems like on Truth Social. Okay. These are usually like one to two minutes long. The video we're about to talk about was almost like four minutes long of him just like hating on trans people. Word. But for some reason, he's like posting campaign ads on Truth Social. That kind of just seems like the commercials you get like on a YouTube ad. Like, brother, like who are, who are you campaigning to? I don't know. Like this is your audience. Like they're, these are already the people you're going to vote to. Yeah. Um. But the reason that we're talking about this one about trans people specifically it's because I think it it kind of indicates where the right is going and certainly indicates that Trump has just fully gotten on board the anti-trans train, yeah. which isn't something, which isn't a real problem that he had to contend with in 2016. It was like bathroom bill type things. Uh-huh. Um, but we've gone from we've gone from a place where the right thinks that trans people existing as a sort of mental illness to trans people are grooming your children. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's a notable shift. The, the discourse <laughs> has elevated. Mention. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it kind of just goes to show like, what's the conclusion here? Right. Like, where yeah, are we gonna... like, where are we leading? to exactly clearly things are escalating so as i mentioned truth uh, trump is on truth social talking about all of this specifically though he came out against gender affirming care and that's been a thing i've been seeing a lot of recently uh he said on day one i'm just gonna run through like a quick synopsis he said on day one that all gender affirming care will be prohibited at any age uh i'm gonna assume he's talking about minors people under 18 uh i wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if he's talking about literally everyone because he goes on to say later on in this that um 
we're not going to let we're I'm yeah. going to write into law that there are only two genders, male and female, which is crazy. A crazy yeah. thing to do, by the way. Yeah, well, you'll get to it. You'll yeah. get to it in the synopsis. Uh, so he said gender affirming care prohibited at any age. And the reason I say I think he's talking about minors is because I think there's been a few states. I think Alabama, although I could be wrong uh-huh. in this specific state, said something along the lines of just like no more gender affirming care at all. Like we're, <laughs> it's just not allowed. You wow. can't do it. So. We know that the right wants to go there. No more. Uh, sorry, guys. No more fixing your receding hairline. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and then uh, he said no more child mutilation. And then he said specifically chemical, physical, or emotional mutilation of our youth. I don't know what he means by emotional mutilation. Yeah. Um, but also physical mutilation. I guess uh, no more circumcisions. Uh, Which is gas. I'm is... an intactivist. <laughs> I support that. It's a form of physical mutilation to a child. I, I was mutilated when I was young. They they took they took my my member. Yeah. And they took all the nerve endings out. It's fucked up. They took the part that feels. <laughs> Give it back. Give it back, please. He then said that teachers uh, that suggest a child could be quote trapped in the wrong body will face severe consequences and a civil rights violation for sex discrimination. <laughs> hey, um, I don't know. I don't really know how that works. Civil rights. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that's the civil rights yeah. violation. <laughs> Hold on now. The call is coming from inside the house. And then, of course, as you mentioned, he said that he's going to ask Congress to pass a bill that recognizes only two genders, male and female, assigned at birth. No changing it whatsoever. And he also said that the bill will include no men in women's sports. Of course, no mention of women in men's sports. Yeah, no men. Uh, uh, that sports. that perception, at least, just no men in women's sports was because uh, it's a culture war. I yeah. am. Yeah. No, no need to cover your corners, really. Absolutely not. Uh, and then he said, and this was my favorite part. Okay. He said, "Quote: No serious country should be telling its children that they were born with the wrong gender, a concept that was never heard of in all of human history. The radical left invented it." I it's like it's they, just wrong. It gets it's to the point where it's wrong. like there's no point in having discourse about it anymore. <laughs> yeah. You can you can show all of the receipts. You can you can show the biology. You're just lying. And that there are not only two chromosome combinations that are possible. Mm-hmm. You you can show them that. You can show them that one percent of people are intersex. A significant amount of people when yeah. you have seven billion, eight billion people in the world. Mm-hmm. You can show them all this and they'll just say no. You're a liberal that invented this. Yeah, I, or they'll say those people are freaks and don't count. I feel like we've we've just gotten to a point where right wingers just lie. Like yeah. they just ma- I mean, I guess we were They've there before. Been lying. But like I, I was watching this clip of uh you know David Pakman. Yeah. He was on somebody's show. This is unrelated to Dude, it, people I, I've been seeing this clip. Valuetainment. That's yeah. one of those entrepreneur guys that I was telling you. I've talked about him a couple <laughs> times. I used to fuck with that dude's content when oh, I was no. thirteen. I know I'm so embarrassed. I, I was about watching it now. they were debating Trump's foreign policy. Yeah. And this guy said um something I, I can't remember exactly how they got there. But at one point the dude he's debating is like uh, look what happened with Israel. Like, they came together. Israelis and, and Palestinians came together under Trump. And David Pakman's like, what? What the fuck are you talking about? What, what do you mean they came together like, under Trump? People genuinely believe that <laughs> Trump and Jared Kushner brought peace to the Middle East. Yeah. It's insane. Like, they, they just don't understand reality. Like, they don't live in the same reality as everybody Trump else. Trump can just say something, and it literally is gospel to these people. Yeah. It's just, we'll get to it later on, but it's just like the China rhetoric that we yeah. Seen with the China balloon story, where everyone's like, "This never would happen under Trump." <laughs> they just make it up. They just yeah. lie. So let's be clear about a couple of things, right? Trump is uh, here attacking gender affirming care, and I say Trump, but it's really all of the right at this yeah. point, um, because they're gonna if they haven't followed followed suit already, they're gonna follow whatever Donald Trump says. But he's attacking gender affirming care, 
and this isn't really something that I thought we'd have to do, but I feel like we should go through what gender affirming care is. Because, yeah. like, I'll be honest, like, I've seen... There's a new listener every episode. That, well, there's a new listener every episode, and it's like, the right wing floods the airwaves so much about gender affirming care and trans people nowadays that it's almost like for the layman impossible to know what's actually going on yeah no for real it's like you you hear gender affirming care and you automatically think that people are getting um i don't know what they're called bottom surgeries yeah you automatically right. think people are doing that because you have matt walsh's what is a woman documentary where we had mm-hmm. like the one fucking detransitioner that exists there's obviously more than that and detransitioners can be valid unless they're using their detransitioner status but it's status such a to small a portion of the population less than one percent right. of the trans population detransitions yeah and he had him get out and talk about look at this fucking scar on my arm it's because mm-hmm. they they fucking ripped flesh off of my arm and gave me a fake pp yeah it's like brother <laughs> well it's just like people they spread so much misinformation the right-wing media spread so much misinformation about trans people that i don't really i can't fully blame an individual who's not engaged in politics and like not knowing what the fuck is going on yeah because if you believe the right-wing framing then like yeah there's this huge problem but of course they're lying to you mm-hmm. uh and it, it's hard to sparse that out so i want to go through what gender affirming care actually is okay. and what it actually means so the first thing that it is, and this is the most prominent thing that happens, is it's just like behavioral help. When we're talking about kids mm-hmm. and we're talking about people under 18, it's like behavioral help, right? Assistance with social behaviors that make you feel more comfortable in your gender identity. It's things like clothes. It's things like uh, reaffirming their identity. Cutting like your pronouns. hair short. Growing your hair out long. Yeah, like help with like how you might speak, something like it, that. Voice training a little it bit. Is, it's entirely social behaviors uh-huh. uh, just to help people feel more comfortable in their own skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that's what gender affirming care really is for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, it's that simple. Especially minors. it's that minimal. Yeah. Especially minors. Because also, yeah. not every minor that wants a, a fucking hysterectomy or a double mastectomy can afford to get one of those. That too, like, yeah. They're not generally covered, I don't think. And then uh, the next thing that would happen after after a long time of a child feeling as though they are uh, gender different than what they were assigned mm-hmm. at birth is potentially puberty blockers and hormones. And of course, this can't happen until you hit puberty, right? Yeah called puberty blockers <laughs> yeah so around the age of somewhere between 10 and 13 the effects are reversible you can have just a late puberty right. afterwards it, 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 yeah the effects are reversible and that's the point of these is that they don't cause any long-term changes in your body unless you eventually want them to mm-hmm. and so you can get on these but only after you've consulted with a doctor for a pretty long time and even yeah. then of course it's subject to your ability to afford them because they're <laughs> not free and you have to be able to pay for them so it comes along with a doctor consulting you for a long time on your identity and eventually prescribing them to you and then you paying for them. Yeah. So it's not as though you can just get them and, and you buy them you like can't candy. just walk into the clinic it's not and over say, the I want testosterone or not test, puberty blockers. And then only after you do that, when it comes to puberty blockers, mm-hmm. hormones, et cetera, can you even get close to having uh, top surgery available to Double you? Double mastectomies. Exactly. Yeah. O- only then can you even get close to being able to do that. And by that time, a lot of people are either just 18 already or they're getting close to 18. And even then, there are no bottom surgeries happening to people under 18. It, it just doesn't happen Real. in the country. And that's what gender-affirming care is. <laughs> and the reason that we go through this and, and describe it all to you and just make it clear what it is, is because gender-affirming care has been shown to reduce stress, depression, and suicidal ideation among people that receive yeah. it. Because it's it's important, right? It's reaffirming someone in their identity. It makes sense. And it's also, we're obfuscating the fact that, like, straight people, not straight people, um, uh, cis, cis people. Yeah. yeah, cis people also get gender-affirming care. I mentioned the hairline thing. I would feel so much more masculine, right, yeah. if I had a fucking full head of hair. Mm-hmm. That's gender-affirming. When you get a boob job, that's gender-affirming. When you go get your BBL, you're yeah. doing gender-affirming care right there but nobody bats an eye at those things right exactly nobody thinks anything of that yeah 
And it's it's I think it's specifically because it doesn't have to do with trans people and people think it's yeah, literally exactly, like why the, and the right in a way they them, also yeah. play into heteronormativity and they exactly. play into traditional gender worlds. They aren't right. going against them. And and beyond that, like studies have found that access to gender affirming care is crucial for young people. Yeah. And people that don't get to have access to that, and especially those that don't have accepting families, are more likely to harm themselves in an attempt to feel as though they are the gender that they think conforms most with their identity. Yeah. And it, I mean, it, and that's why we say that when people come out against gender affirming care and they say they want to ban it or restrict it or that it's somehow evil, take funding away from hospitals or whatever, it's going to kill people. It's not that much of a stretch to say that you are you are trying to kill trans kids. Yeah, you because are. Because the, the suicide rate is so much higher. For the trans population. And it goes down after you get gender-affirming care. There yeah. are studies. There are numbers attached to these things. You can fucking look it up. Uh-huh. Yeah. <sighs> like, we, we know gender-affirming care is life-saving, especially for young people that don't live in very accepting communities. And the fact that – not accepting communities, but accepting families and accepting mm -hmm. households. And beyond that, the, the fact that the right – wants to say that teachers also cannot be accepting is just a recipe to get more people to to commit suicide. <laughs> to say that teachers are going to have civil rights lawsuits yeah. brought against them for that. Fucking insane. As we said, it is it is an attempted erasure of trans people from society. Yeah. Uh, and that's and it's starting with kids, which is the most insidious part of this all, uh -huh. is they use kids. Pr the protection of kids is a, is a front for all of this. Um, but it's pretty clear they want to come for everybody. And they also try to paint it like every trans person is doing this and every trans person is doing this when they're like eight years old, right? right? Not every trans person got bottom surgery. Not every trans person yeah. got bottom and top surgery. And you don't Not every trans person got on HRT because you don't have to. You don't have to pass to be valid. Mm -hmm. It's 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 an identity that you get to pick for yourself. Internally because defined. It's, it's, it's how you feel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. And, like, of course, we shouldn't need to ever clear this up. Like, I... We we as political podcasters, as yeah. people that talk about trends and politics in the news, we shouldn't ever have to go into like what a specific type of healthcare is. <laughs> it should not be necessary. But the reason we do it is because, of course, the right doesn't care about what gender affirming care actually is, but they want to use it as a way to fear monger against a marginalized group to be able to paint them as though they are all attacking children or the trans ideology, quote unquote, yeah. is attacking children or somehow harming it's children. It's like we're, we're obviously not reactionary in ideology, but we almost have to be reactionary in what we cover yes. because shit like this blows up all of the time well, yeah, and it causes yeah. actual harm. And we're trying the best we can with our small, like 2000 people listening, following mm -hmm. our 40,000 on TikTok to push back against that a little bit. Yeah. And it is tough because I feel like we're on the back foot a lot when yeah. it comes to this stuff. Yeah. Sometimes we're not. Um, yeah. It, when it we comes to rarely issues, do we ever like get ahead of yeah. the discourse and actually get to have an episode where we're like, okay, so this is probably what's going to happen. This is how you prepare for it. Exactly. It's always, oh, out of nowhere, Ben Shapiro just started hating on trans kids again. Yeah. So let's let's talk about why that's bad. Yeah, it's not great. Um, and now you can see Donald Trump is on the anti-trans train as well. So if you had any reservations or you thought, you know, maybe Trump won't go that crazy with yeah. it. Here you go. Like, out of nowhere, completely unprompted. Too. Yeah, didn't need to. But I think the right has, for some reason, identified that they think attacking trans people is a successful electoral strategy they think fear-mongering about trans people and trans people groom quote-unquote grooming your children will somehow get people to turn out for them because it'll scare them enough to do so but i it, i feel like that thesis was disproven was, in the it recent election didn't work in the midterms yeah it did not the fucking ever since what pride month in yeah. june the anti-trans discourse had been crazy mm -hmm. uh anti-drag queen discourse had fucking been popping off 
Yeah. And it didn't work. In fact, they did way worse than they should have historically. Yeah. They did very bad. I think I think the trans I, I usually think of the trans groomer narrative as very similar to the CRT narrative. Yep. They popped up around the same time. And I think they they, they serve the same function. Yeah, that's what I was like. They they serve the same kind of function. They manipulate the same kind of internalized stereotypes and fear that people hold. Yeah, uh, in the same in the sense that like CRT is like black people scary, right? Real. And then uh, the the trans groomer narrative is like LGBTQ people scary, uh-huh. and it manipulates the same kind of internalized bigotry that some Americans have. But the thing is that most people now are accepting of gay people. And I think a lot more people are coming around to the idea of being accepting of trans people as well. Of course, yeah. they're still bigots, but like, I don't see how long term this is a successful electoral strategy unless the right really wins in 2024. Like, culturally, the tides lean in favor of progressive values when yeah. it comes to the LGBTQ, when it comes to race relations, when it comes to progressive causes. Yeah. So it's I I don't know what they're doing. I hope they kind of just blow up in themselves, like they just kind of self implode. That'd be fantastic. Uh, yeah, hopefully they do that before they get any real political power. True. Before outside of what they have now. <laughs> hopefully I guess. they do that before Nikki Haley becomes president in twenty twenty four. Okay, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something a little dramatic. Real. Um, okay. Which I don't I don't think you'll disagree with it, but I'm gonna be a little dramatic. Some I'm people might not. So like for it. So, a hallmark of the Nazi campaign against Jewish people was demonizing transgender people. Yeah. That was what the Nazis did. The One of the first groups they attacked were trans people. They blamed it on Jewish people, Jewish degeneracy somehow infecting the minds of people and making them think they're trans. Yeah. I don't see that as any different from what the GOP is doing now. Of course, they're not explicitly saying Jewish, yeah. but they are somehow linking this idea of degeneracy with the trans community as a way of justifying violence against them through the quote-unquote protection of children, when we know that they aren't doing anything to actually protect children, they're using children and the protection of children yeah. as a front to justify their hatred and bigotry towards trans people. The, the, the tact- I don't see it as different. The tactics are, yeah, no, the tactics are the exact same. Obviously, right, we don't have the the same, like, things that happened yeah. after the Nazis did it, but the tactics are the exact same. The rhetoric is the exact same. Yeah. It's all there to justify current violence and further justify more violence yeah. in the future. Exactly. Because the GOP right now, they want to eliminate gender-affirming care. They've said as much. Uh-huh. They say right now just for children, but we know that they're going to go farther. Yeah. They get. Like, Do we really think it stops at like below 18? Of course no. not. Because they're, they're already positioning tr- being trans in general as degeneracy. Exactly. With this yeah. right here, they're saying there's only male and there's only female. Right. That's it. That's all you have. Anything else is morally degenerate. You are mentally ill if you think so. And mm-hmm. those designations exist, especially within the GOP, to justify violence against them, to justify a bad treatment of people mm-hmm. in those groups well yeah because you had trump in his video saying that the only genders that congress should recognize are male and female assigned at birth yeah there are no others and that's it like that's a crazy thing to say what, what do you do about intersex people yeah okay. not even just that but like what like people identify as different things there's been trans people for all of human existence yeah and they want to completely erase them from society this isn't going to end like what, at some uh, legislative action the end here is genocide yeah like I, I i don't get it what do you do when you have the only two options are assigned male at birth and assigned female at birth just mm-hmm. like in the law right what do you do when you have a woman competing who didn't have her testes descend mm-hmm. like yeah. w- what happens when that ha- what do you do yeah do you exactly. fucking blow up because you can't comprehend it 
It's like, so again, the GOP wants to eliminate gender affirming care. They want to make it illegal, a felony for teachers to talk about the existence mm-hmm. of trans people in the classroom. Again, they want to make it so trans people, they, they don't even acknowledge the existence of trans people as legitimate. Yeah. It is all an attempt to legitimize their political program, which is one that targets trans people and eliminates them from society. That, that's what like, they want to do. And this this doesn't end, again, this doesn't end in some kind of, you know, moderate legislative stance against, uh, I don't know, leftist extremism or whatever. Yeah. This ends in state-justified, state-sponsored violence against these groups. And it, it doesn't just, it doesn't end at trans people. Yeah, right? exactly. It, it's it's just like white supremacy. It's, it's, a, it's a never-ending race to the bottom. Mm-hmm. It will always become more exclusionary as they gain more and more power. The, the goal is to fucking stop them and you have to push back because they will keep going eventually like as we've seen a discourse around trans people somewhat devolve since 2016 into literally just just it used to be just about bathrooms yeah it used to be just about bathrooms right and we've had wins for trans rights since then and now discourse has gotten even more great it will go back to gay people in some ways it already is it is with uh ken paxton in texas saying that he will defend an anti-sodomy law just because it's his job yeah like it, it it will devolve back into that it will devolve into anything that isn't the most heteronormative behavior and how do you define that mm-hmm. where where's the lines here yeah like this is where right-wing fascism today is going to lead us it's not gonna end, again like i don't i don't understand how people think like oh yeah they just don't want well first of all they can't even demonstrate any harm by teaching kids about trans people in the classroom yeah there's no harm that you can find in a teacher saying oh yeah well anybody can be gay anybody can be trans the, in fact that's only a good thing you you have to already buy into everything that conservatives are saying to think that there is harm right because the only thing they don't have anything going for them but within the conservatives mind the only thing they can use to justify that is like oh teachers are saying it's okay to be gay now teachers are saying it's okay to be trans now look at more and more people are identifying mm-hmm. as gay and trans uh over over the years like yeah dog it's becoming more accepted yeah there are ways rule, yeah. to explain this but they take that and they say no it must be indoctrination yeah yeah and again it's it's the whole idea that they don't think being trans being gay being a part of the lgbtq is natural yeah they view it as a sort of degeneracy because they those groups in their mind exist outside of what heteronormativity should be mm-hmm. not just is but should be as a normative claim as something that should be enforced by the state yeah and that's where it gets really dangerous little, this isn't going to stop it simple disagreements politically it's a little gross yeah it's not great and if you think we're being too extreme like Remember that there was a guest on Tucker Carlson after the shooting in Colorado Springs who said that, you know, it's really sad what happened, but this kind of violence isn't going to stop until the grooming stops. Yeah. And to them, grooming is just existing as trans. It is. Th- that's all it it's is. It's existing as gay and being a teacher. Yeah. It's exposing kids to gay people. Yeah. We're, we're going to, if the GOP got their way, pretty soon we'd revert back to, um, yeah, I, I don't care about what you do in the bedroom. Just don't ever show any of that in public ever. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> Or your erasure is going to happen. Yeah. And I, it's just like, they do all of this in the name of protecting kids. And again, they've done nothing to actually protect children. Like 10% of children in this country go hungry every year and they don't do anything about that. They do this in the name of protecting kids because they have to have a threat to justify their hatred. Otherwise, they are just the bad guys in everybody's eyes. But as long as they can pretend that trans people or the LGBTQ in general is somehow a threat to children, then they can continue what they're doing and continue to justify the erasure of trans people because we're just saving the kids. Because everything is so incredibly, like all the concepts that they they rally are so incredibly nebulous. Save save the children, Mm -hmm. but only save the children when one teacher with blue hair in, I don't know, fucking California. 
California does something a little weird. <laughs> don't save the trans children. Because <laughs> they don't Don't matter. save the trans children. Don't save any of the starving children. Don't save any of the children that are victims of police brutality. Yeah. Don't save any of the children that are growing up in, in crime-ridden areas. Don't, mm-hmm. don't, don't fix any structural issues. Just look at trans people. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, all they want to do is keep their power, and they know that they can manipulate their base into voting them if they if they hop on these uh, i don't even know what the fuck to call them these exaggerations these Mm -hmm. hyperboles Mm -hmm. and the same way that the gop now uses protecting children as a front is the way that the nazis used um eliminating degeneracy or just and like they still say it's eliminating behavior. degeneracy. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they use that exact rhetoric today. It, it's all the same. And I don't know how anybody, any reasonable person can see this as a departure from, what, 80, 90 years ago at this yeah. point. It, it's the same playbook. And we're not really doing anything against it. <laughs> at least people in the mainstream. And, and by the way, like there is no equivalent on the left of this kind of outrage no like some right-wingers will be like oh well a lot of a lot of leftists or the democrats are anti-white like what are what are democrats doing that you make that makes you think that they're anti-white or they want to do a genocide against what white what people? person with structural power mm-hmm. is doing anything that's anti-white sure you've got people on twitter you're always gonna have people on twitter <laughs> yeah. doing anything right unfortunately but what person with power is pushing policies that are anti-white what the 1619 project yeah come on yeah. come on and there's there's usually a question that goes something along the lines of like okay if this is true why does the right wing hate trans people so much Mm-hmm. Like, like, what's the point? And I think there's a couple of things. One, I think far-right ideologies and fascism is defined by ultranationalism yeah. and ultra-traditionalism. And I don't think trans people can exist within their purview of heteronormativity. Oh, they see trans not. people, the existence, of, and not even just trans, like LGBTQ people as a whole. People that are ultra-traditionalist view trans people as a threat to heteronormativity and therefore degenerate and they need to get rid of it, right? Yeah. It's a it's a deep seated fear that their way of life is somehow disappearing. And that is, again, core to fascist beliefs. And of course, there's the fact that a lot of people on the far right are very religious. Yeah, the religious right. coming. God gave you this body. Why would you do anything to change it despite them having their little tattoos, their cross tattoos? And there's also there's also the critique that it distracts from real issues. Right. (laughs) <laughs> and that's not to say that transphobia doesn't exist. Yeah. Certainly does. Transphobia, racism, homophobia, all that certainly exists. But the way the issues that are built off of that transphobia or racism, et cetera, they aren't real. They are all moral <laughs> panic issues that don't exist. And the right will use this to hide the fact that they have no actual beliefs on other issues. They're doing nothing about taxing the wealthy more. They're doing nothing about making it so corporations can't control your entire life. They're doing nothing about raising your wages, making your actual standard of life They're better. They're doing nothing about health care. But they will attack the trans people that you're afraid of. And they'll convince you that trans people are somehow hurting your children. Yeah. They'll convince you that there's a crisis at the border that they need to solve and that you need to solve by voting for them. Mm-hmm. But none of these issues are actually real. No. And that this is all core to right-wing ideologies because they have to use marginalized groups, trans people, immigrants, Jewish people, whatever. They have to use them as a scapegoat for the fact that they have no actual solutions for anything. They need to distract you. Yeah. Yeah. And the truth is that, of course, uh, trans people do not pose a threat to children. Teaching kids about the existence of trans people poses no threat to children. Mm-hmm. And it's all just a big lie to trick Americans into hating trans people, although trans people have always existed. Forever. 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 All of human history. Trans people have existed. Gay people have existed. All sorts of people mm-hmm. has existed throughout history. Yeah. And it's it's the principled stance against just science that just keeps getting me. Every single yeah. time we have one of these discussions, like, oh, the radical left just made all this up. Right, exactly. My brother, my brother and Chris, you've never picked up a history book. 
Yeah. You, you've never done any of this. Like you, you are the one that just doesn't understand and you are wallowing in your ignorance. And it's the same, it's the, it's, it's the same in the same way how they don't care about free speech. Yeah. They also don't care about just freedom in general, right? No. They'll say that they care about free speech, but it's always to come to bat for the worst imaginable human beings and phrases and ideologies, etc. And then they say they care about freedom, but again, it's not the freedom of trans people that want to express how they feel. It's mm -hmm. not the freedom of gay people to love who they want to love. It's not the freedom of immigrants to come into this country. It's always the freedom of the dominant group to oppress the lower groups. It's it's the freedom of you to be able to do a mass shooting, but it's yeah. not the freedom of you to be able to uh, dress a little funny. Yeah. One of these will have uh, structural violence applied against you, mm -hmm. and the other will be culturally celebrated. Well, not culturally celebrated, but the, the issue surrounding it will be culturally celebrated. Yeah, it's uh, it's not great. Love it. Not great. I wouldn't consider it very great. No, not at all. Uh, but I think that closed out our little section on uh, on Donald Trump and being anti-trans. A little transphobia for you all to start off the episode. Exactly. Now we're moving into a little bit of a xenophobia kind yeah. of. There's always a little bit of that when you talk about Ilhan Omar. In Congress. In Congress. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of endemic to the whole structure. Ooh. We got some congressional news, uh, both about committees, actually. Some... Uh, Maybe not high stakes news, but notable yeah, nonetheless. Maybe not like super, super out there, like fun news to cover, but like, yeah, it's yeah. it's interesting. Anyway, last Thursday, the House of Representatives voted 218 to 211 to remove Ilhan Omar from the Foreign Affairs Committee. Ilhan Omar is a progressive Democrat from Minnesota. She's also a Muslim woman. She's been the target of a lot of ire from the right wing. Yeah. Just kind of throughout her whole career since spread 2018. So many nasty rumors about her. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. fucking insane. They spread a rumor about her being in an incestuous relationship yeah. with her brother just or her up. cousin or something. Just lied. Yeah. Just lied about so much. Yeah. No, they've been pretty awful towards her. And now the reason, the ostensible reason for her removal is her criticisms of Israel, which a lot of Honestly, both moderate Democrats and Republicans took his anti-Semitism. Yeah. I, I, I tried really hard for like an hour to find exactly what she said back in 2018, 2019, 2020, whenever uh -huh. it was. I couldn't find what they were referencing, but that's the reason they're removing her now is because of comments that she made about Israel and APAC like years ago. And it's like, I can't imagine she said anything super off the wall. They were saying something along the lines of her using um, anti-Semitic tropes in some comments she made either on Twitter or like a, during a speech or something like that. Again, I couldn't find it though. Crazy how they're like doing a cancel culture against her yeah <laughs> you know she very well could have said something like not great you know what yeah I, mean? I don't doubt it like she could have but the larger point is that um they're using this now to take her off of committees uh which i think is um pretty interesting real because again, she's the it. same as marjorie taylor green yeah and that that is the take is yeah. that uh this is something aoc pointed out when she was giving her speech about this on the floor is like okay you're taking ilhan omar off of the committees for something that a lot of democrats say that like she's apologized for already and uh -huh. like she's fine they don't really care yet you still have marjorie taylor green on who's talked about jewish uh, space lasers starting mm -hmm. the california wildfires mm -hmm. uh and anti-semitism is just generally endemic to the right wing in general if, like this isn't an issue that they care about they just want to get the brown girl off yeah like, no, that, exactly. that's it they just want to kick her off the committee they just want to be mean to a muslim woman yeah and it isn't great that a lot of moderate democrats as i said also like came out against her for it they didn't vote to kick her off or anything like that i'm pretty uh -huh. sure it was a party line vote um but it's just like so many of the democrats the moderate democrats are just uh 
completely owned by like Israel. Just capitulate you know what I mean? to what is it? AI pack. Yeah. APAC. Yeah. APAC. Yeah. And that's not to say that like it's Jewish control or anything. Of yeah. Course. No, not at all. It is just not uh, at all. Israel is a, it is an authoritarian state that is, um, well, it's the, an authoritarian apartheid state. The issue with Israel so, is not that they're Jewish. Yeah. The issue with Israel is that they are committing human rights abuses against the Palestinians. Yeah, exactly. And the reason that so many Democrats and basically all the Republican Party are in support of them is because they are strategic for U.S. hegemony. Yeah. Uh, they're a country in the Middle East that is fully in support of the United States. They vote on us. They vote alongside the United States on almost every United Nations resolution. Isn't it? Is it so, wasn't there a U.N. resolution to make like fuck it was something to do with like world hunger mm-hmm. or it was something just objectively good and the only two countries to vote against it were the u.s and israel yeah, it was like a right to food yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or a right to water or something <laughs> like that and it was the u.s and israel voting against it and everyone else is like this is a great idea yeah no it's actually not yeah um so that's that's kind of why a lot of uh, moderate right-wing center left center right people fall on the side of israel there's 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 so. a lot of liberals that will accuse you of being anti-semitic if you say anything condemning yeah. israel well, it's the whole take that um, they think that being anti-Zionist is the same as being anti-Semitic. And being yes. anti-Zionist is um, just the idea that, like, uh, Israel shouldn't be able to oppress Palestinian people. Yeah. It shouldn't be completely yeah. owned by, like, the Israeli government. And that's what it is right now, it's, right? It's also the critique that no one has a right to an ethnostate. Yeah, exactly. And they say, oh, you just don't want the Jewish people to. And it's like, come on. Yeah. No, like, on. it doesn't matter who you are. Nobody gets an ethnostate. For the same reason yeah. that I oppose a white <laughs> ethnostate is the reason that I oppose Israel being able to oppress Palestinian people. Nobody yeah. deserves an ethnostate. I recognize situations that may have formed to like historical context as to why this has happened, but um, they're doing bad things against the Palestinians. Yeah. And that's crazy. And I think a lot of liberals just take their, like, the whole foreign policy is bipartisan thing. Mm-hmm. And they take the same, like, uh, just anti terrorist fervor yeah. from the Iraq war and all the forever wars in the Middle East and they say oh look the Hamas the terrorists and don't recognize any of the context and it's like yeah Hamas not great yeah exactly willing to say well, Hamas yeah. not great and it's like well yeah of, of course like if you're if you're killing people in any way you're not great but exactly. at the same time like Israel will bomb Palestine back to the stone age every uh-huh. chance they get like there's there's a complete asymmetry between Hamas a group of extremists within like Palestinian circles yeah. and uh, you know the state of Israel that is funded by the United States military, given the Iron Dome. Israel with the Iron Dome against yeah. Hamas's bath. It's not the rockets. same. It's like it's, this is asymmetric warfare. Yeah, it's it's not. Yeah, it, it's totally not the same. And that's besides the point that again, it's an apartheid state. Palestinians have like different license plates, have different roads they can drive. No on. access. Like it's an open air prison. Gaza is the largest yes. open air prison in the world. Like it's it's obviously not great over there. Uh, and the fact that so many Democrats are. I don't know. They capitulate to Israel is um, partially because APAC has a ton of money yeah. funds them, uh, but also because it's militarily strategic. Has again nothing to do with Jewish people at all. Yeah, uh, it, an authoritarian state is an authoritarian state. Doesn't matter. No matter who, who runs it. No matter who it is. Yeah. Uh, so that's the reason that Ilhan Omar is now off of her committees, and that's not a uh, that's not great. It's like what it, MTG was off her committees uh, in the last Congress. Well, I think it's just the Foreign Affairs Committee. Ilhan Omar's on other committees. Oh, still. Okay. Uh, okay. Because Foreign Affairs Committee obviously is going to deal with foreign countries, with Israel. Um, and I guess that's uh, I, I guess you know having a take a stance against Israel is too much for them. But saying <laughs> Jewish space lasers cause the California wildfires is not too much. Fine. That is it's actually a okay. A principal take. She said sorry. Yeah, she did. She went to the Holocaust Museum. Exactly. Actually, I saw an AP fact check about that. They're like, AP came in. They're like, actually, she didn't say explicitly it was Jewish space lasers. <laughs> she said space lasers caused the California wildfires. She did not say it was Jewish space lasers, but she did. 
She did, and I think in oh, that in that post, she's like uh, talking about like specifically Jewish people the yeah. whole time. Yeah, I don't know. Somebody can look. Or it Or there's up, like but... posts surrounding it that are explicitly about Jewish people. It's like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. Ugh. Or even the idea that space lasers in general cause the. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Even even it can't be removed from anti-Semitism, but Bro, even if it was, like, that's tangentially still crazy. related. Did you see that Marjorie Taylor Greene? She went on some podcast. I wish it was ours, oh, but damn. she went on some podcast and started complaining about her congressional salary. <laughs> yeah, she after she, she just got one hundred eighty thousand dollars forgiven through the PPP program. Yeah, she said she doesn't get paid enough. Man, yeah, she said she doesn't get paid enough, and she work her hours are too long and too hard. Oh, she's my like, I don't get to God. like go home and spend time with my brother. You get like a month off, mm-hmm. like August. all the time. Yeah. You get August off, and then there are other times you get like three weeks off because Congress isn't fucking because we don't have a functioning government. Yeah, one and two, like you're already paid one hundred seventy four thousand dollars a year just mm-hmm. by virtue of being in the House of Representatives, and you you have insider access to nancy pelosi and her stock trades like you are doing insider <laughs> yeah. trading and and before that she didn't have any committee assignments she wasn't doing anything yeah you were working <laughs> yeah <laughs> you you came you maybe showed up to vote on a bill your individual vote did not fucking matter yeah right yeah you're not working what are you doing yeah. tweeting like sorry um being an elected member of the house of representatives you're not the working class anymore no <laughs> you're, you're like, not a laborer you are a public servant yeah one like that job should be hard. Mm-hmm. You should be working long, hard hours. You're one of the most powerful people in the country. Yeah, you should be working harder than <laughs> like everybody else. The, the McDonald's worker in your district is working harder than you as a congresswoman, Marjorie yeah. Taylor Greene. Like, let's let's be real and here. There's certainly a critique to be had that working class people that try to run for Congress may struggle because they have to get an apartment in D.C., they have to get yep. an apartment at home, they have to pay for their transportation and stuff like that. Uh, so there's a critique to be had that it's not accessible for working class people, but I know that that's not the critique she's making. She's also not a working class exactly. person. She, she owned Owns a business, business before this. Uh-huh. And she was like a real estate gal, too. Yeah. Like, she could already she could already afford to run for Congress. Like, mm-hmm. it, that's it. Yeah. And she was bitching about her salary. And, and people before her, like AOC and I think uh, Maxwell Frost is the new youngest yeah. member of the House of Representatives, Gen Z guy. Um, they've both complained that, like, yeah, it's it's tough for a working class person, which they both were, yeah, uh, to afford this because you know they're coming in off of a for AOC it was like a, a bartender's she was paycheck. A bartender. Like, how were you supposed to be able to afford to get apartments in both places and uh-huh. make your way back and forth, that kind of thing? Um, but again, that's not the critique that MG, MTG's making. No, there's, there's nothing that. structural about this. She just wants to complain about how hard her job is. Yeah. Um, and it's like you are you are actively making this country a worse place for mm-hmm. people. If it's so hard, resign. Yeah. Please. Well, yeah, you could resign or you could like, um, I don't know, maybe make everyone else's job better. I like the idea of fixing the uh, the income or the salary to that the members of Congress income of your district. Of their state or district. I yeah. love that. That's a great idea. I think that's a fantastic idea. I mean, I feel like there are some issues with that idea. Like then you get people from low-income districts. True. Like only wealthy people can um, – advocate for low-income districts because no one from that district is going to be able to run but like true, e- true, either true. either way fuck marjorie taylor green maybe fix it to the state or just the country as a whole yes uh and then make it so you can't own businesses or stocks or anything like that and you become a member of congress no outside interests yeah get rid of all your money beforehand uh-huh like you are a, the 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 central idea here is like and then ben shapiro would be like <laughs> ben shapiro would be like oh we're awarding poverty we're awarding that hard work <laughs> <laughs> Remember when Ben made the, like the principled argument that having wealthy people in power was good? Yeah, that like having an elitist society was good. That's crazy to me. Remember when Ben Shapiro on like on our election night stream 
uh, made the principled argument, or Jeremy Boring made the principled <laughs> argument. <laughs> Sorry, Jeremy. I know that um, actually poor people pay less in taxes, so it's not fair. <laughs> oh yeah, there was that guy that said we should tax He's poor people more. For the flat tax. Yeah. Oh my. Well, God. they don't work as hard. <laughs> so <laughs> come on, come on. Wealthy more. people are literally paying more. That's not fair. Yeah. It's not about proportion. It's not about tax burden. Yeah. It's about the the dollar amount. Uh, in some other committee news, though, we got news on George Santos. There's been some news about George Santos this week. Our favorite pathological liar has been, uh, or he removed himself from all House committees. Yeah. He's not serving on any committees anymore. Initially, he was on the uh, House Small Business Committee and the Science, Space, and Technology Committee. I don't know what qualifies him to be on the Science, Space, and Technology yeah. Committee, but he was on there. But he stepped down because, and this is a quote from him, he said, the business of the 118th Congress must continue without media fanfare. That was his take. I, I I think he just stepped down in light of the other George Santos news that came out. Did you see what else came out about him? About him being like a drag queen? No, accused of sexual assault. Oh, my God. On a, uh, I think it was a staffer or a volunteer. Already? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, or on his campaign. I can't remember, but oh, he, okay. he's been well, accused still. of like sexual assault or sexual harassment and stuff like that. And I think he just wanted to get ahead of those allegations because wow. isn't that something that could actually get him stripped from Congress? I have no idea. Honestly, I don't think much Matt Gates was... A, Accused of sex sex trafficking by the FBI yeah. of a minor, and he's still kicking. And then he asked for a pardon. <laughs> <laughs> but so, he didn't do anything wrong. Well, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Uh, that's, I did not hear that news, but yeah, this dude's like actually that on the worst human being. No, yeah, like planet. it doesn't get much worse than this guy. Like, how how are you at Congress? That's crazy. Yeah, how bro, got elected. Here? There was also a recent poll from his district that said like 70% of voters want him to step down or something like that. Oh, come on. That's it? Yeah. Only 70%? Well, I think his, I guess his district was um, Biden plus three or something like that. But it's something like 70, 75% of them wanted him to step down. Uh, and I, he, a reporter asked him about it and he just kind of ignored it. Who so. wants him to stay? I don't know. Like People I, that just want power, I, I guess. I feel like everyone can agree that he's a bad guy. Yeah. Like even even your your craziest like MAGA Republican can agree that like, yeah, this guy's bad. Maybe they think he's bad because he's an immigrant from Brazil. Uh, Republicans just can't help themselves, but shel uh, shelter um, sexual predators. Apparently, literally. it's Matt Gates, it's George Fucking Santos literally. now. Like Jesus Christ! And according to McCarthy, um, the recusal, uh, him stepping down from his committees, is only temporary. He can get his seats back at any time, but they just think that they should like wait out the uh, the media cycle here or uh, the the controversy until it's a more optimal time to put him back. Like George Santos can come in and say, "I want my committee seats yeah. back," and just have. Oh, That's I feel like said. you shouldn't be able to do that. I feel like if you're recusing your seats, you're off. Uh, well, that and also there's just like no punishment for anything he's done. <laughs> like he just gets away with it. <laughs> he's like, what, committed crimes in Brazil? Yeah, uh, he's being he's investigated. lied about just about everything. Now there's sexual assault allegations. Like Lied about 9-11. Yeah, like, lied about wild. his mom dying during 9-11. That's 9 wild. Yeah, that's, uh, he's a pretty awful guy. Uh, signals to me that McCarthy needs those votes. <laughs> Bro's... <laughs> Bro's like you can do literally. You could be you could be Hitler. I wouldn't care. I just need your votes. Like I can't. <laughs> Please come on. You don't understand. Matt Gates has got me in a stranglehold right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's a that's a little silly, goofy news. Uh, also dire news out of Congress. I redact my previous statement that George Santos should be president. It's a it's uh, a good country. It works well. Mm -hmm. We're a well oiled machine. We're a very serious country. We deal with things yeah. seriously. Um, and speaking of us dealing with things seriously. Let's talk about a balloon. Let's talk a about Chinese a Chinese weather Let's talk or about a spy balloon. fucking Chinese spy balloon that was a big ass balloon that had the Chinese look, flag on it. Yeah, look, we've uh 
you know, we're the number one geopolitical podcast, so naturally we have to cover an invasion into our country. <laughs> They've invaded China our borders. invaded our borders this week. This yeah. honestly, this story caught me so fucking off guard. So dumb. Like I, I don't get it, and it's like it's so absurd that I was struggling to like find the take for it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ugh. So as many of you may have heard last week, or as many of you know by now at the very least, there was this uh, really big balloon, huge balloon that floated into our borders um, from China. And it came in through Alaska, then went down through Montana over to the East Coast, where it was eventually shot down. But China claimed that it was just in a stray weather balloon. The Pentagon claimed that it was a surveillance balloon with information technology attached to it. Uh, And this immediately turned into a culture war issue, just right away. 100%. And it's like, it made it, it, American media is so fucking hawkish, just always. And so hawkish against China recently uh, for, like, obvious reasons with all the Taiwan things going on that I could not find any fucking information about any of this. Yeah. Because the claim was that China's claim was that, oh, this is a stray civilian weather balloon, Mm -hmm. right? And I was like, okay, like, I guess that makes reasonable sense. Like, you catch a stray current, you fucking go flying. These things can't really steer themselves. That far, though? That's what I'm saying. And I think they can steer themselves now. I have no fucking I think idea. They have that kind of technology. I'm not a climatologist. Anyways, I anyways. had always thought that they just like controlled altitude to like catch different drafts yeah. and go places. But like at that point, if you caught a big draft, can't you just go down? I don't know. Catch man. another one. I, I, I'm, again, <laughs> I'm way out of my depth when it comes to this one. But it's 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 a wild story for mm-hmm. sure. It's a wild story, and every single article that I found is spy balloon, spy balloon, spy balloon, spy yeah. balloon. Yeah. So it's like fuck, dude. So. The balloon, again, floated off uh, to the East Coast. It went off of the East Coast of uh, South Carolina, I believe, where it was eventually shot down. It was like six miles outside of South Carolina. Biden initially wanted to shoot it down right away. As As soon as as it got to Alaska, he wanted to shoot it down. Um, But the the Air Force, or I think just the Pentagon, said, like, no, the debris could fall and hurt civilians because it's a giant fucking balloon. Uh And it's got, like, metal things attached to it on the bottom. So we can't shoot it down. So they kind of just waited till it floated across the country. Like, it's it's a balloon that's 90,000 feet in the air. And you could still see it. Yeah. And now the fear here, of course, is that China is somehow revealing our nuclear capabilities. That's the thing that a lot of people have been talking about. So if it is a surveillance balloon. In response, we revealed our nuclear capabilities. Yeah, because <laughs> we were we were saying uh, there was some press conference with the dude from the Pentagon, whoever that was. I don't know. And he was saying something along the lines of like, yeah, they may like they are looking for our nuclear capabilities in Montana or whatever. Yeah, they're it's looking like, oh, for okay. our nuclear capabilities at this airbase in Montana in these silos. <laughs> yeah, oh, sick, dude. <laughs> cool. Now the now, whole world. Now knows. I know. <laughs> yeah, and it's like that brings me to the critique that it's like. Even if the balloon was for surveillance, they have satellites in Couldn't space. Couldn't they just, honestly, they don't even need Orbiting their Chinese the satellites. Couldn't they just do that with Google Earth? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think some Google Earth stuff is like blurred yeah, out. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but they have other ways. Like, they don't need this World War II technology to do this. You it's know what like, I mean? It, the premise is just so fucking absurd. But then the other side of me is like, if this was like a civilian balloon, if this was like a class, don't they track these fucking balloons? Yeah. Don't they know where they are most of the time? You would think so. Wouldn't they have said something like, hey, we got a balloon, caught a straight current. Uh, It's going to come over your place. Uh, Please don't shoot it down. They claimed responsibility for it eventually. They claimed responsibility for it like a little bit. And they said don't shoot it down. Yeah, they said don't shoot it down. And then then Biden shot it down and China was like, this is an act of aggression. Like, don't you think they'd communicate that like beforehand? I don't, it just, it seems so strange, this whole it, situation. It wouldn't have become a news story if China was like, hey, yo, stray balloon coming your way. Like, yeah. please don't shoot it down. This is from 
Shanghai University. Yeah, something like that. But they also never said what civilian institution launched the balloon, mm-hmm. which I feel like is something you would do if it was a civilian balloon. Right. Like, like my my first inclination when I saw this was like, okay, American media is hawklish. It's maybe it is a weather balloon, but I just I don't fucking know, dude. Like, I'm yeah. so fucking baffled. It. I feel like it almost doesn't matter. I don't think like, it matters if, at all. If it is a surveillance balloon, like, okay, they captured some images of you know certain American bases. Like, they probably already had that information anyway. Yeah. And other than that, it's like, I I feel like if if it is a surveillance balloon, it's just probably China like taunting us. Yeah, because they can, and they know that the the way in which we are polarized in America will serve their political ends rather than you know the Democrats or Republicans. Yeah, I, the, so discord. The ultimate take that I arrived at is this is just saber rattling from both people. Mm-hmm. Like this is just China. Like fuck you. Look at yeah. what I can do. Ha 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 yeah. ha ha. And um, this is the U.S. being like, oh ha ha ha. China, China, China. And then we sent like a one million dollar rocket at it. Yeah. Using a two hundred million dollar ship or yeah. a jet. I mean, sick. Yeah. Fucking sick. Pretty cool. I love the weather the balloon's like budget. a grand. <laughs> like, <laughs> the weather balloon's like one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. Super. Fucking cheap. like nothing. Yeah. I feel like a lot of our a lot of our adversaries in the geopolitical arena are aware of our weaknesses in terms of not military capability, but just like politically. Yeah. Like how divisive literally every single issue is nowadays. It's like, how could you not? And I think they know how to weaponize that against us pretty effectively. They've got our data from TikTok. Yeah. They, they know what right, we're talking yeah, like, about. China has so many different ways of knowing what's going on in the United States. They don't They don't need a weather balloon to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, so it kind of just seems like they were taunting us and they wanted to, uh, to rile people up. Maybe make Joe Biden look weak. Uh, maybe just get Republicans mad. Like, who knows? And I mean, I guess it worked. They got, China got mad after the balloon got shot down, though. Yeah. China, uh, somebody issued a statement saying something like, um, this is a huge breach of international rules and decorum. Yeah. Uh, there will be consequences for this. And it's like, bro. Trade consequences. It's a fucking balloon. weather balloon. Like, I'll send you the money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Joe Biden can cash app you We or can do something. a GoFundMe. We can- <laughs> We, us here at the office, we yeah. could do a GoFundMe to buy a new Chinese weather balloon. And then pocket the money. Ooh, oh, we could do that. Or we could put the head in the office flag on it instead of the Chinese that flag and send it back over the course that it flew oh, over the country. Oh, that's right. Because current, it'll go the other way. And then we'll know the U.S. nuclear Something about El Nino and El Nina, it'll start going the other way. And then everyone in Montana <laughs> is going to be like, holy shit, is that head in the office on there? The other take here, of that actually be really good marketing. <laughs> They'll start listening. Uh, the other take here, of course, is that this is a psyop. <laughs> Who is saying this? <laughs> Me. Oh. My take is that this is a psyop to justify America doing something crazy against China. But I don't. I don't think that's the case. I think the balloon is too innocuous to like actually be a threat. It's a fucking balloon. Worst case, what? It's got a camera on it. It's got a camera that's looking at your Starbucks order on base Montana. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. Come Nobody on. Cares. I don't give a shit. It's so it's such a weird story. And it's so weird that this is the story this week. Mm-hmm. This is the biggest thing that's happened in what feels like so long. I had all of conservative Twitter in a fucking stranglehold. Yeah. And the media response to this has been um, Joe Biden's week. And this never would have happened under Trump. Mm-hmm. But the Pentagon just released a statement like some senior official of the Pentagon. This happened three times under Trump. And wow. he didn't shoot it down either time. Yeah, any of them. He didn't do it. I know Trump's on Truth Social saying I'd shoot it down, shoot down that balloon right now. Well, it's because he can have that take because he's not in power, right? Yeah, and he can basically say whatever he wants about this. Literally, and I think conservatives were 
regardless of what Joe Biden did, they were going to be like, uh, they were either going to say he's weak, he's not shooting down the balloon, uh-huh. or he's starting World War Three by shooting down the balloon. Yeah. They were going to have either take, because they don't have any actual principles. There, they don't there's care. Nothing, there's nothing. The only principle is that they don't like foreigners, like they don't like China. But they can just yeah. use that to say, like, oh, so Joe Biden's escalating things with China starting World War Three, whatever. Yeah. But it's like they talk like they want a war with China anyway. <laughs> right. So, there's so what? So, there's <laughs> so many, like, neocons, especially, like, in the government or the talk show people, so many neocons that are, like, basically getting close to we should invade China. For sure. Like, what? Wh- What's the take here? I think there's they no should, consistency. They, sh- they should have shot down the balloon over a Montana suburb and let it fall on all the kids playing at the <laughs> school playground. Like, what do you want? What all do you want them to do? Three of the families in Montana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they should have no. They should have shot down the balloon over Montana and then right through the hole that that first missile created. Yeah. shot a nuke through and hit China. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, that would have been so cool. Yeah, they never would have seen it coming. Or they should have got, like, a plane to, like, fly right next to it, and then they could have, like, poked it. We should have sent like, their own sh- weather balloon over to China. Oh. That'd be even cooler. Why not? Like, and, it's a and, fucking weather balloon. You know what? Fuck it. Attach a nuclear warhead to it. If they shoot <laughs> it down, it's over, right? They get to pick where it drops. Exactly. God. <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't seen those actually. That seems like a real take that we would see. Yeah. I, I do love the people that are saying, though, that like this is somehow a big W for the military. Like, I, people congratulate, or this I saw people congratulate. This is a huge L for the American taxpayer. <laughs> we just spent $400,000 <laughs> to shoot this thing down. China Millions. spent 150000 on the weather balloon. Yeah. And we spent 400000 just to shoot it down and however much in jet fuel to fuel the F 22. Because it so also much. launched from Virginia. You're, you're t- like, you couldn't have got closer? Or how close is Virginia to South Carolina? I'm geographically challenged. They're close. Okay, I guess. It's just like it's so ridiculous. Like this is the stupidest news story we've this ever had to what cover. We're covering balloons. It's yeah. like it's my fucking birthday. Maybe it's <laughs> maybe this is like a uh, they're playing the long game. They're gonna start sending more balloons, so we just start wasting more and more money. They're gonna send like bigger balloons. Uh huh. Big the balloons are gonna get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and then maybe they're gonna put something in them. Um, or maybe it is really a psyop, and it's a way to get us to accept more funding to the military. As, ah. as if we could do anything to stop that anyway. They're like, guys, what <laughs> if China just keeps sending balloons over on that one current? We're going to need so many $400,000 missiles to go get uh-huh. them. As if, <laughs> as if there's anything we could do to stop them funding the military more. Yeah. Or as if there's like a movement to stop military funding <laughs> in the there, country. There's a serious principled movement within Congress to not raise the military budget anymore. Yeah. Come on. The only movement within Congress to not raise the military budget is from like Kevin McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 you know, uh, in the face of other L's the military has taken, maybe this is a big dub. You know, Afghanistan this is, and this all This is the first, like, dub we've probably taken in a while. <laughs> After we let it fly over the whole country? This I think is, it's a dub. This is the first time we were able to showcase our military might in so long, and it was just to shoot down a fucking balloon. Hey, balloon zero, United States one. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to go to, like, fucking Red Robin, say it's my birthday, get a balloon, tie it to my wrist, and then let it go. And oh, watch real. a fucking, watch an F-22 come and shoot it down. <laughs> <Just> immediately fly <laughs> over your head and shoot it down. Bro, I bet everyone in a hot air balloon was terrified. It's like when you steal a jet in GTA and you just yeah. down the street. That's what's going to happen when I let my balloon go. Woo. <laughs> the U.S. military is not taking any prisoners when it comes to balloons, people. It's a bad day to be it's a balloon. It's a serious fucking threat. It's a serious threat. It's a bad day to be a balloon out here. I just... I, I love America. Anyway. I bleed red, white, and blue. Uh, that sums up our World War Three discourse. Yeah. A uh, little bit of extra news. Something that you all should be aware of is that Joe Biden is having his State of the Union on Tuesday. Uh, we're not going to get to it Fuck until yeah. next Why week. Why can't he just do it on, like, Saturday? That's what I'm saying. 
when everyone can watch a Tuesday night, Joe. There are people working. Uh huh. People are working on. It's Tuesdays. not very work. It's not very pro working class. Not at all. Not um, at all. But anyway, we got so that's that's happening on Tuesday. Uh, I'm sure we'll be tweeting about it, posting True. about it, but. We're not going to have any takes about it until next Sunday. And you can hear that early if you become oh. a patron. Um, also, did you see that Nikki Haley plans I to did. announce her GOP bid? Uh, fucking out of, I don't. What's up with all these just out of nowhere? Like these yeah. people that I had thought weren't players anymore. Nikki Haley, John Bolton. What's like, going on? Who cares about? Well, John Bolton's going to win. John, but, <laughs> like who cares about Nikki Haley? She was the She was the uh, ambassador to the UN and okay. the governor of South Carolina, I think. Yeah. Uh, like she obviously a Trump supporter. She's been an ardent, an ardent Trump ally. She said she would back Trump if he runs again in twenty four. I don't know why you're she's running thinking. against him. Like what? What polling data is out there that's getting these people to think they got a chance? Yeah, Nikki is like, oh fuck. I guess like people in this suburb in South Carolina really miss me. Like liberals and conservatives have so much unearned confidence. What's got you gassed up? No, literally, who gassed up Pete Buttigieg? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it got him to a, a nice, cozy cabinet position, I guess. Like, for sure. But like, Maybe that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to prove, like, hey, look, I'm a little popular. Give me a yeah. position. I guess it's just, like, fame, you know? Because even, like, even a failed primary run still gets you on a national stage for a little bit. Especially, like, announcing it this early. Yeah, but When the thing everyone's is, fiending for coverage. Who thinks that anybody has a chance outside of DeSantis and Trump and Bolton? <laughs> <laughs> Outside of those three, right? Outside of those three. <laughs> I, nobody else needs to even announce their candidacy. It's honestly like a 33-33-33 split. It could you know go anyway. It could. It, it could really go could. anyway. Anybody could take it. Yeah, they all have equal dude. chances. I feel I, like John Bolton would have a better chance if he ran as a Democrat. Unironically. Like, not even, like, <laughs> funny shit. Like, I think he'd just have a better chance. Yeah, old white dude that switches sides and says he's against Trump. Honestly, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, 100%. I'm jolting for him either way, but... Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see. We have a long time before we're going to get, like, debates or anything like that. I want but, it so bad. Oh I want God. the debates so bad. I want the RNC it's so bad. So good. The DNC could... Oh, they also changed up the order. The DNC approved DNC did, Iowa's yeah. not first anymore. Yeah, it's pretty, I think it's like South Carolina, which is a weird pick to Why? me. Why? Nikki uh, Haley just can't get away from her. <laughs> I think it's South Carolina first, um, probably because Biden won South Carolina, uh, and okay. he's the president right now. But also, the the point is that they want a more... They want a more diverse population to be at the beginning of the primary to be more representative of the rest of the country because Iowa is like ninety five percent white. Yeah. Uh, so they want more diversity in um in, in the early states so they can get a candidate that can appeal to a <laughs> wide range of people. But starting with South Carolina is bizarre to me because we're we never win South Carolina. Yeah. We like in the in the um electoral college it, like it's not gonna happen. I, I I don't I don't get it either. Like yeah. speaking of Iowa, I'm gonna go on another tangent. You remember when we had Mikhail on? Mm-hmm. And we were talking about the the Iowa SNAP benefits bill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like tried to read it on the Iowa like Iowa.gov website. Uh-huh. Borderline illegible <laughs> from like 2009. No, Old it was shit. it was a recent bill. It's a recent bill, but the website looks like it was made when the internet came out. Oh no, dude! It was fucking insane. Like all of the letters were like spaced out, like almost like evenly spaces between words, or like a little bit. Like it was it was fucking illegible. Oh wow! There's so much like there were no paragraphs. It was just text. It looked like a dot text file. No. It looked like trying to read a dot txt. Like that is raw. not ADA compliant. No, it was <laughs> not. I I was struggling to get through it. My eyes hurt after and i was like i'm just gonna look at the forbes article i can't do this anymore that's crazy Nah, yeah that's uh they they dropped that shit a and long like, time ago bills in general are so hard to read because there's so much bloat 
Yeah. You know, like there's so much like legislative bloat that you have to throw in there that I'm trying to parse through for information. I just can't get to it. Sometimes we do be reading legislation for the episodes. Though. Oh, we do. We're dedicated to the Two grind. Two weeks ago, I was in there. I shout out Iowa. We're dedicated to the grind. Um, but speaking, you know what? Is this the end of the episode? I think this is the, the end of the episode. End. Speaking of those that grind for us. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, our beautiful, beautiful patrons that we got to thank before we leave every single episode. So. Special thanks to Cricket Scrabble Glayhouse, Nikki Nine Lives, Caden Kraut, Lord T, Chris the Postman, Chrissy Beck, Talia Katz, 40% Spite, Andrew Harris, Mike Chaplinski, Mattias T, The B Plot, Omar Zuno, Clayton the Fed, Mark Yeager, Sam McRoberts, Dylan B. Cos, Caleb Joy, Jim Bobs, Carl D, Rich Toro, Tari, Gavin Meyer, Maldonado, Hunter W. Fergalaki, Max Vasquez, Jacob Rogers, Colton Mooberry, Fixer Punk, Jim Egbers, Jeff Muzzy, Ted Cruz's Boy Toy, Bagel Burrito, Cincy Alex, Bread, Joe Stenstrom, Austin Reed, Adrian Sandoval, Chloe Sam 601, Colleen Cuts, Timothy Espinoza, Gregory isn't my name, Veryuk, Jennifer DeVoe, Big Bird Titty, Eliza Crawfish, and Beneth Bennington the third, Alexia Benanti, Nick, Big Booty Beat Down, Moses, Moises T, Sam Maloney, and Moses? my mom. Moses. Oh Moses. Oh my god, part of the Red Sea. Thank you all for supporting the show on Patreon. <laughs> Couldn't do it without you. Could um, not. We've gotten even since last week, even some more. So if I'm missing your name, let me know. If Fucking I said it wrong, insane. let me know. I try to do a speed run there. You if you'll notice, you have direct access to us in the Patreon DMs. That's very true. Um, I hope you all enjoyed the episode. Please, and uh, we'll see y'all next week. Have a great one.